behold the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine, commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friends. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is Wednesday, November 1st, All Saints Day, 2023 AD. I am Franco Matei, otherwise known as Angry Tiger. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as the global cabal grinds the world's citizenry underneath its unmerciful wheel, the mainstream media weaves a web of false information as it gaslights, misleads, and misinforms society at large. Within the confines of the construct that, that has been built by the global banking cabal, the common man toils away just to survive as a debt slave. We have all asked the questions, what is going on? Why are things this way? Are there a bunch of idiots running the world? If we were left to our own devices, we would perhaps come up with the answers in several with several years of research. But luckily, there is providence, ladies and gentlemen, and with providence comes light and truth. If, if you are watching this broadcast, you are thirsting for the light and looking for the ever-emerging truth. There are warriors on our side, warriors who use information as an intellectual weapon, warriors such as our guest. The calamari will be flying. Ink will be spraying as the octopus of global control squirms in the light of truth and information. Get out your chopsticks and forks, for tonight we feast on octopus in the tiger's den. So hold on, because you have the tiger by the tail. With us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure to introduce our guest. Mainstream media curdles like milk as soon as he walks into the room. Authoritarians and central planners head for the hills as soon as they see him on the horizon. One fist is made of truth. The other fist is made of information. And with these intellectual fists, he dispatches the mainstream narrative like a samurai warrior of old with honor and dignity and words clear and sharp as a katana. Ladies and gentlemen, the author of The Octopus of Global Control, Hypocrisy and Controlled Demolition of American Empire, Roaring for Liberty in the Tiger's Den this evening, Mr. Charlie Robinson. Welcome to the Tiger's Den. Charlie Robinson, it is an honor to have you here. Oh, my. That, I'm going to have Greg Carl is going to have to up his game. You know what I mean? This was a, whoo, that was a bang. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. You know, I just saw somebody had done an AI uh, artist rendition and it had uh, AOC and she was just covered in octopus. And I thought, oh, <laughs> someone sent it to me. And I thought, <laughs> that's awesome. Not in, a, not in a million years, but I, but. You know. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you mean. Yeah. That's awesome, though. So how are you doing tonight, man? You feeling good? I'm fired up and pissed off. Let's go, baby. All right. Rock and roll. I love it. I love it. So, you know, first thing I, you know, I always like to do this because I notice a lot of you get these, I get a great guest like you and I, and I, I see you on other shows and people never ask you, how did you get here? You know, tell us a little bit about yeah. yourself and how you got here. Oh, well, I got here because I, out of a simple question from my mother. I, I had, I had was into all of these topics. I had read a lot of books, watched a lot of videos, listened to interviews. 
I was into it. You know, I knew I, I, I had, I knew nine 11 was nonsense and, and, and I would had been learning about how money works, central banking. And I discovered some grand conspiracy like the day before. And, I, and my mom came over to my house and we were talking and I, I was explaining this new discovery of mine. And she said, that's really interesting. And you always have these, you know, you find these interesting topics and, and, and it's fascinating stuff. It really is. But what are you going to do with it all? Like, what's the plan? And I thought, I don't know. I don't have, I, I didn't, I don't have a plan. I didn't know I needed a plan. You know, I, I thought that, that this was going to be, um, I, I was just doing it for me. You know, I wasn't doing it. For, I, I was just trying, I was just interested. And I thought, well, well, okay, maybe I could do like one of these cool documentary series that people are doing, but I'm not really a, I don't know how to edit and I'm not really a director. So, eh. and, and I thought, well, maybe I could write a book, you know, maybe if I, if, you know, and, and I started thinking about this, this, uh, this Thanksgiving dinner that had gone awry many years earlier where I brought, when I brought up nine 11 at Thanksgiving, which is not good uh, at my in-laws, <laughs> my in-laws house. And I, and I watched like the table turn on me. And rightly so, by the way, because I didn't really have my, I, I didn't, I had some of the facts, but, but I, but the problem was that besides the timing being awful, the, the problem was that the people at the table, my in-laws, they, they didn't see me as any sort of authority on the topic. I, I was, I'm working in real estate. I, I didn't really have, you know, I wasn't a structural engineer explaining to them building seven. I wasn't a explosive expert. I was, you know, I wouldn't, I didn't work in the intelligence agency. I didn't have the background for it. I just knew about it and wanted to, you know, and we wound up in this discussion. And what I was thinking during that whole time where everything kind of turned on me and they, and you could tell that they had no respect for my opinion on it was I kept thinking, well, if, if you heard it out of their mouths, if you heard George H.W. Bush talking about the New World Order 200 times, you you wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't be so dismissed. Oh, you guys with your New World Order crazy conspiracy. Okay, put on your tinfoil hat. No, no, no. We didn't come up with that name. They did. That's what they call themselves. Yes. That's yes. why George H.W. Bush mentioned it 200 times, times yep. on camera during his four years in office. So it was like, I kept thinking... You know, what what if it wasn't me say, saying these things? What if it what if you were hearing the actual people? So when it came time to write this book, I wanted to do it from a position of, you know, my voice is in it. Of course, this is I'm talking about the octopus of global control. This was book number one came out in 2017. Um, my voice is obviously in it. I wrote it and, and, and I'm, and I'm kind of narrating it, but it has 700 quotes from 500 different people that had a front row seat to some of the most important events in, in our history. And I thought, you know, forget me to the extent that you can, would you like, you know, you, you, would you like to hear Hillary Clinton? And Bill Clinton right talking the about the New Institute. World Order, you know, would 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 it, you know, oh these people, you know, they, these are my, they're not involved in this. No, here's them talking about it on C-SPAN. 
Here's George H.W. Bush. Here's David Rockefeller talking about, oh, if I, my family and I have been accused of being internationalists, that we are trying to form a world government, you know, to, 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 to remove all nations and form a world government. These are the claims that have been levied against me. Well, if that's the case, if that's the facts, if that's, if those are the, the claims, then I, then I stand guilty and proud of that. And you go, oh, get out of here. He didn't say that. It's page 405 of his autobiography that he wrote saying it. So again, it was like, uh, take me out. They'll tell you the plan if you just listen. Y- I mean, you, you didn't hear it on the nightly news because they own the nightly news. Right. You didn't read about it in Time Magazine because they own Time Magazine. You know, so it's only hidden to the extent that people choose to not seek it out. So what I did was I went out and, and I compiled the quotes and I found them and I said this, and then we'll put this together. We'll do the eight tentacles. And so that's how I came into this. I came into this because I did it wrong in person in front of a group of people and watched the table turn on me because I didn't do it the right way. And so what I've, what I've talked about in, in as sort of as a concept, the octopus book being sort of an embodiment of this concept, we would call it verbal judo. And that is using the weight of their words and the momentum of their words against them, like the way judo is, right? You, you don't you direct their energy somewhere yeah. else. So so I'm not saying that they want to start a new world order. They, I'm allowing them to say that they want to, and then I'm using that to hang them with it, with their own well, words when they say that's a great way. That's a great way to come across to people because I noticed when, when I, I've read two of your books and uh, you know what I really like about your books is not only that you do that, that, that verbal judo, you're using, you know, you're using terra firma quotes from these individuals. You're also putting it in a way because when you read a lot of these books about this stuff, it, it's beyond the working man, what I call working man's English. It's almost like in another language. I do economic report every week. You know, I, I do this show and I do an economic report every week. And I put it in working man's English. And it's not easy for me to translate that, right? And you, yeah. you did that so everyone can understand what you're saying. And then you're using the example of what these people are saying. And I just thought that was a brilliant way to, to come across, you know. And, and it's amazing that because you, you were in front of these people that one night at dinner, you know, on, on, on a Thanksgiving dinner that it gave birth to this, this great, this great thing that these, these two books that you have in the third and your podcast, and now you're informing people all over the world. And, you know, I just, I want on the behalf of all your audience and the people that, you know, are watching this show tonight, I want to thank you for doing that and putting it in working man's English, man. Thank you well, for that. Well, you're, well, you're welcome. Um, don't do what I did. It don't be, you know, t- there's a time and a place. I'll tell you what, I learned a very valuable lesson from, from, from that, that interaction w- with everybody. You know, if you want to talk about these topics with people close to you and the people close to you don't know anything about them and they maybe have no interest, maybe they have no interest because they don't, they don't know anything about it in, in order to be interested but if you if you want to explain this to your normie friends and family and you want to get in, into this comp, you know you want to talk to them about it let me tell you the kind of how not to do it i see chris graves in the quote hey chris uh hope you're feeling better buddy um don't make it 
a monologue. Don't make it a verbal fire hose of information. Sit down here. I'm going to tell you, let me tell you how it all works and blah, blah. You know, that people just reflexively don't want to hear it. They don't, they're not interested in that. You, what you really want to have is a dialogue. You want to have a conversation about it. And the best way to do that, and one of the best things you can do to sort of probe the person to figure out where they are is to ask them questions. Hey, man, what do you think about this? Like, this seems a little crazy to me. Like, what, what's your take on this? And, and what, what do you think? You know, I asked my friend like a couple of years ago, who's a bright guy, MBA, everything, you know, like he's, he's, he's a smart guy. So what do you, what do you think about, uh, about the, you know, about the masks? You know, and he was like, what? And I said, like, what do you think? He says, well, you know, I said, do you wear a mask? He said, yeah. I said, well, why? He said, well, it, 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 it's, it helps to stop the spread of COVID. I said, really? Um, then why didn't, why, why didn't we wear them earlier for like for the flu? If, I mean, if it, if it, if it, if it makes the, the, you know, COVID go away, then why didn't we wear it all along? He's like, I don't know. I said, well, have you ever considered that maybe it really doesn't work? And, and he was like, what? Like it had never crossed his mind. And I, and I, I just, it, it was funny to me because I would, he, I said, uh, um, he said, well, well, it got rid, it got rid, you know, we were trying to, I said, you know, how do you rectify this situation that in, in 2019, there were, 38 million cases of the flu. And in 2020, there were 1,812 cases of the flu. Where do you think that went? And he said, masks. And I go, really? And he's like, yeah. I said, so then why are there 38 million cases of COVID? He goes, I don't know, man. I don't know. You were exhausting him. (laughs) It was was exhausting to ask him. Now, this is, again, MBA from a top five business school, statistical analysis, couldn't, his brain wouldn't allow him to make that calculation. You, You mean the flu just magically vanished? It was 38 million the year before. It's 38 million the year afterwards. But that one year, it was basically zero. But COVID was 38 million. Do, do you see the connection? No, there was no, there was no light bulb moment. And I thought, geez, man, like what, what is it about people that they have a, there's a barrier that you sometimes just cannot get through. And in, in to have like a, a minute long conversation where I was asking questions and having him like try to work that out. I felt like it was kind of cracking the ice a little bit, but all it did was make him frustrated. Well, and you mentioned ice and I think I have a friend too. He's, he's an electrical engineer. He was, you know, he, he groundbreaking engineering products for Ford motor company. And he's running around with this mask on. And I asked him, I'm like, Hey Dave, you know, that's a particle mask, right? He goes, yeah. I was like, you know that that's, you know, so many microns and, you know, you got these holes on the side and it's, it's useless against the biological contagion. Why, why are you wearing your, with this mask? He's like, the CDC said that it stops the spread. And I'm like, I didn't want to, 
because these are our friends, right? I mean, and we oh, yeah. value their, their friendship. But I didn't want I didn't want to push him too hard. But I think what it is, I think it's like a cognitive dissonance because if they go out on that ice and it starts cracking their reality, they're going to fall through the real world into the real world. They don't want to see that. They don't want to know about the banking cabal. They don't want to know that GMO kills you. They don't want to know that fluoride's no good for you. They don't want to think that when they go to the doctor that that guy might be wrong. Right. Or he just might be doing it for money. So they're, they're worried. That's their whole worldview. And, and another thing I, I like to mention in this is that a lot of truthers, they, they run around and they, like you said, they got this fire hose. And I always tell my viewers, don't do that. Use an eyedropper. Don't start yeah. talking about lizard people coming down from planet Poptoid and Joe no. Biden's wearing a mask and the white house is empty and all this other nonsense that, that we get, bogged down with and i understand there's a lot of esoteric in you know things that that are connected to all this stuff but we right now i think we're out of time i had edward g griffin on the show and he told us told me we are out of time we don't have time for anything but direct immediate you know contact with people and trying to get them you know this message so I, I always tell people just, you know, you got to go easy. Eyedropper a truth, not fire hose. Yeah, but you can't drop lizard people on them on day one. That's black belt level stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exa you, know? you have to do years of research to even understand those theories, right? I mean, right. It, so right. so when you when you start talking that, it's it's immediately they shut you out. They shut you off. Yeah, and Bert, you know, and to, 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 to piggyback off what Ed uh, said to you, um, Berwick and I, in controlled demolition of the American empire, we ended it with this comparison that, um, that I like to use because I think it's sort of a, a visual representation of where we are right now. But on December 26th, 2004 in Banda Aceh, Indonesia, there was a massive earthquake and tsunami, right? And in the morning, that morning, the people that, that, that were there went out to the beach and there was no water there. The ocean was just gone, right? You could go, well, you could maybe walk a mile out and there was no water, starfish there, you know, selfies and whatnot. And the tourists, of course, you know, and the people that had, that were young, they were like, this is crazy. This is cool. I've never seen anything quite like this. The people with experience and also uh, inherently the animals also headed for higher ground. They knew what that meant. They saw the water recede. They knew that that meant that it's coming back. It's coming back with a lot of force. And, you know, we're at this point now where we're on the beach. There's no water. We recognize what that means. If you're sitting around waiting for CNN to tell you it's time to get to higher ground, you're dead. You cannot save everybody. You're going to have to grab the people next to you and say, we got to go. I'll explain it later. Get to high ground now. And, and I'm not trying to be overly dramatic about this be, because it is, in a way, life or death. Your world is about to change in, in a way that is impossible for us to really comprehend. With the death of the dollar, or the, the, the losses of the world's reserve currency, the petrodollar arrangement basically coming to an end fairly soon, it's going to change. It's going to be a financial tsunami first and foremost, which then of course will lead to civil unrest and, and the like. But I, we're at this point now where I just don't have the time and energy 
to sit somebody down that wants to argue with me about this stuff, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this is the, these are the signs. These are the things that happen at the end of an empire. Berwick and I were going through there. There's an, there's an eight step cycle. I love yes. that. I love that because I study ancient history too. You guys were you nailed that, man. That was you, great. You, you 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 see, you go, okay. Well, what is the okay? What is the eighth part of it? Let's just take a look at that. Is it does it look anything like wh where we are right now? It is undeniable that we are at the eighth stage of this, right? So you've got the end of empire component going for America, right? You've got a fourth turning coming, just. Based on the calendar, based on the vibe, you you're you're in the at the the tail end of this cycle. Things are going to change, you know, the and it's going to be scary and it's going to be intense and it's going to be all those bad things. But look, there are going to be massive opportunities for people that are paying attention. One, just get yourself out of the way. You cannot stop what's coming. The tsunami that's coming, you cannot stop it. You stand there with put your hands up and say, no, 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 I'm just going to will it to not happen. Good luck. Be strategic. Make moves now. Get yourself out of the way of this to the extent that you can. And I recognize that everybody's in a different little scenario that they've got. But but to the extent that you can, maybe that's get your money out of the bank. Because <laughs> get your money out of the bank. So maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's have storable food or gold and silver. You know, I mean, like, what's the worst that can happen if, if you trade your soon to be worthless federal reserve notes into just something else, some other form you hear about like gold and bullets and things like that. And, you know, really like those things at least have value, right? They're when, commodities. When, when the, when the U S dollar musical chairs game ends and the music stops, they're not pulling one chair. They're pulling all the chairs. So you better be planning for something like this. And I know it sucks to think about it because we want it to just be normal. And yesterday was normal, so to speak. And today's relatively normal. And tomorrow probably will be normal. But that's called normalcy bias. And we get sucked into that. We go, oh, it's always going to be normal. Well, you know, it is until it isn't. And, and I hate to be the paranoid guy who's screaming like, you know, the sky is falling. But like, how can you look around the world? and not come to that same conclusion. We're in multiple wars. Our dollar is a mess. The Southern border is wide open. There's crime or, I mean, everything there's, there's the school system is a mess. You don't feel, I don't feel very good about the next generation, whether they're in school getting 0% in Baltimore and Chicago and not grad, you know, not graduating anybody that is competent in math and English or getting to the university and being in a safe space sucking your thumb because the professor made you read a word that made you feel all icky inside. Like this is not how you prepare a generation for greatness. This is the end. Okay? This is how, <laughs> this is how you ruin a generation. This is you what they're it. doing. And here's the <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, um, a couple of things I'm going to, I'm going to get into this in a second. I got a couple of questions from, uh, from the, the chat here. I got one of them up on, up on the screen, but um, number one, I always tell people, you know, matter number one, if you're going to buy gold and silver and you're going to do it online, you need to go to wise wolf, gold and silver and check them out. Tony Arterburn, yeah. cause that's the best pricing you're going to get online. And they are, you're in the hands of angels when you're dealing with them. They, they are legitimately, legitimately love what they do and they love, you know, preparing people. And that, that's a great feeling. But I tell people, if you're not in that position, you know what, go to the dollar general, create yourself up, set yourself up as your own store. I'm going to go over to Frank's house because Frank 
has the band-aids, the hydrogen peroxide, the cotton balls, all the basic medical supplies. You could do this with any day-to-day item that you need, and you can set yourself up so you have things that are valuable commodities to people. You know what I mean? You don't have to be rich to do that. I will do this for your audience. Anybody in your audience that's listening to this, that is interested, since you mentioned dollar store, um, is interested in what I, I put together. I built these kind of survival kits that they're not meant to keep you alive forever, but they're really good, easy to build kit. You can build them for yourself. You can build one for yourself and build four for somebody else and you know sell them off, whatever you want to do. The bulk of what I bought, I got at dollar stores. So if anyone in the audience is interested in my list, I will just email it to you. You can go, you can email me at the octopus of global control at protonmail.com. You don't have to do anything. Just put survival kit list in the subject. You don't even have to put a message or anything. I'll reply back with my list. You go buy those things. You go buy the big container at, at Home Depot or someplace and fill it up with all this. It'll all fit in there. And you will be set up. You will have some of the things that you need to get you by for a little while. And on top of that, you'll have it when other people don't. So it's good. It's something good to have. It's a nice little side hustle. I was making those things for a while and they're, they're, they're fantastic. So, um, that's super and, nice and, of you to offer that to the audience. Thank you so much. Thank, yeah, of course. Yeah. I want, there, I want everybody to be proactive and not reactive. It's, it's too late for us to be react. I mean, it, it, what's coming is, is so massive that, you just can't sit around and go, oh, I hope everything will be okay. No, you're going to have to make everything okay. But you can. You can you you can put yourself in a much better situation. I hate to I hate to think of the idea of of prospering while everybody else is going through misery. It's it feels gross to me. But the truth is those people won't listen to you now anyway. Right. So get yourself squared away. Get yourself thinking about that. You mentioned Tony. I mean, Wise Wolf. I talked to Tony Arterburn today on the phone. He he is a great guy. He does not care how little money you have to spend with him. If no. you have questions, he'll answer them. He'll send you whatever. I'm. You can get in his Wolf Pack program too, which is an auto buy. That's yep, what I, I just get. A, I get a box every month from him, and he put together based on what your packages that your budget is All the way down to fifty dollars he's got the he's got the wolf cub one where it's thirty five dollars so mm-hmm. he's and, and here's the thing a, a lot of people understand he's not making a ton of money on that stuff no at all no 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 no, no. no this is, is this is this is because he sees what's going on and he knows that these people that buy even if you buy just a small amount he knows if you buy a small amount you're gonna go oh this is the smartest thing I've ever done and you're gonna buy a bigger amount you should yep to yep. the extent that you can, as much as you feel comfortable with, but, but start thinking about that stuff because I'll tell you what, it does something for you. It makes you feel like you're in the right direction. You're in the right frame of mind. You're, you're not sitting. I mean, what are you going to, you're going to sit back and wait for the government to take care of you. You're going to wait for the mainstream media to tell you how to feel about this stuff. I mean, come on, nobody, we're not, nobody's going to help you, but yourself. You have to help no. yourself and your family, no. you know? You just need to know how to help yourself too. Exactly. I mean, some, some people are like, well, how, you know, tell me, you know, like, give me an idea. How can I do it? Well, I'll, I'll, here's the survival kits. Build a half a dozen of them and distribute them to your family without nice. them asking, without freaking them out too. Just kind of, oh, here you go. They drop them off or, or buy them. Buy, you've got storable food. You've already, you've already taken care of yourself. Good for you. 
buy a month for your mom who lives out of state or your in-laws or your brother who thinks you're a lunatic or whatever. Just hook them up. Be the be the better person here, you know? And 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 this is because it's kind of contagious when you start to take care of these things and start to plan for yourself. You go, oh, God, you start to realize, oh, God, there's so much I need. There's I just had Marjorie Wildcraft on my radio show. Nice. And she's great. And she'll tell you how to grow food. You don't have to have a huge piece of land to grow food. She'll tell you how to grow food on your kitchen counter. She'll tell you how to grow how to grow potatoes in five gallon buckets. Yep. Nice. You know what I mean? Like these things will keep you alive. So like we're at a we're at a weird time where like the people like us that have been marginalized and called lunatics and been fitted for tinfoil hats for talking about this stuff, all of a sudden we're starting to get emails from those friends saying, Now, what was that thing that you were telling me telling me about a couple of years ago? Don't be a jerk. Be nice to them. Say uh, yeah, better, and you know what? That happened that you're here. COVID. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, it, it happened. I had my friends call me. What's going to happen next? Well, how do you know what's going to happen next? Because I, I read the Stratford emergency plan. That's how I know what's going to happen next. It's it's right there for you to see. Um, switch gears real quick. So, and I'm going to lead up to this question that Tom Tom Cooper's asking. Um, I, Vince Agnelli and I, I'm not sure if you know Vince, um, yeah, the author of The Public Wheel and You, uh, he's a really great guy. Uh, we worked out we worked out this uh, resolution for peace, and it's on our Substacks. People can download it and send it to their to their um, representatives. And the reason we did that is because actually I was looking into the Deagle report, which I know you did a, a great show on. And but this is what I found out as I was doing the, the research on that and just looking. Our Northcom's at DefCon two. We're at DefCon two. Our all all of our command centers around the world are at DefCon. Too. The country as a whole is at DEFCON 3. We are in like a, a major, major danger zone. I think DEFCON 1, Charlie, is there's nuclear bombs in the air, you know, and, it, 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 and we're in trouble. But uh, Tom wants to know about the Deagle report. And what do you yeah. think of, of the chance of a nuclear strike on this country? And well, I, don't, I, mean, I mean a strike on our country. I don't know. I mean, I we benefit from having the sort of geography that makes it difficult for those things, you know, oceans on either side. It's, it's kind of helpful for us as a, as a country, but you know what? I saw a really funny, uh, onion headline many years ago, back when the onion was actually trying to be funny and, and, and you know, before Babylon beat, beat him, there was a picture of this, of a guy, he was like a young Muslim looking, you know, head, head scarf type thing. Uh, young guy and he's laying on a couch holding a remote control like this and it says al-qaeda determined to do nothing let america collapse under the weight of its own ridiculousness and i was like oh that is the perfect strategy why nuke us we're nuking ourselves right like you right. know what i mean if you it's the it's the art of war right from sun tzu you know do not interrupt your enemy when he's destroying himself. damage upon himself right 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 so so like if you're they're like, oh, the Chinese are going to get us, the Chinese don't have to get us. We're getting ourselves. And and so I think that the the, the real threat to America is America. <laughs> Unfortunately, our policies, I, I, I'm more I'm more fearful of that than nuclear weapons. Um, but when it comes to this Deagle report. Now, this Deagle report came out and it. I'm not sure exactly when it was released. I think the first time I saw it was probably 2013 or 20, 
definitely 2014, um, maybe even before that. And what it is, is it's, it's a chart that says, um, from 2015 to 2025, making some project projections about where things are going to be. Now, Deagle is a military industrial complex, uh, intelligence connected apparatus. It's, it's a company you would go to if you wanted to know if you were Norway and you wanted to know how many helmets to order for your troops over the next 10 years based on, you know, and you know, your needs. So they would say, well, you've got this sort of army. Here's the geopolitical uh, landscape in your region. You're not really, you're not going to lose too many, you know, so they'll make the calculations and say, based on that, you should probably, you know, it's like a logistics company, right? They, they help you manage your, 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 what, what you need to buy for, for the, for, for the, the military. military. Yeah. So they need to know what is going on. And of course, they know what's going on because they have intelligence connections, right? So the, 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 the Deagle chart that freaked everybody out showed that in 2015, there, it was population driven. So it's showing populations of all the countries. And you, you look at that and it's all normal. And then 2025, there is a 70% drop in population along almost all the Western countries. Yep. And when you look at it, you go... All right. Well, you know, it went from 300 and I don't know, 328 million in, in the U S to 99 million. And you go, okay, so did you go your first, my first thought is, well, see if there's a corresponding increase in Mexico or, or Canada, right. You know, like reasonable, no 70% down both of those places too. Okay. What's going on here. So what Deagle said was that there were two factors that, that, led to their projections of a 70% reduction in population across most of the Western countries. And that was a uh, pandemic and an economic collapse. Okay. So when you read that in 2014, you go, I don't know, feasible, right? Sounds horrible, but reasonable. And you read the chart now and you go, oh, oh yeah, I get it. Now, so COVID wasn't as bad as it could have been. Uh, so, you know, maybe, but time will tell on the, on the shots. And, and one of the things that Tom's question was uh, talking about the Deagle report, what I did with that was I took that report, which I never really said was a hundred percent accurate because how would I know? Right. It's just a, it's a data point. It's a pretty detailed data point, but, I, but I took that and then I said, let me take a look at, um, there's, there's a CDC spreadsheet that they put out and and apparently there's a cdc international which i didn't it didn't make any sense to me because i thought it was just america centric but one of the things that the cdc international did was it 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 showed a map uh, a statistical map uh, spreadsheet of the countries all the countries and what their vaccination uptake was shot one two three and four uh, and some of them didn't have three and four, but like China didn't have boosters, but, and, and it showed like what percentage was, was taking it and what the uptake was. And when you take that map and you overlay it on the Deagle map, it's a, it's a perfect fit. Oh, wow. The, the, the 10 or so countries on the Deagle list that didn't see their population decrease were the 10 lowest 
exactly the 10 low, the, the exact same countries as the lowest uptake for the vaccines. So these and bastards went, put a time went, bomb in everybody. It sounds I like. went, oh my God. Oh my God. What, you know, is there, can we correlate these two? Like, can we, can we tie these two things together? And, and by the way, the, 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 there was no country on earth that was below 50% vaccination uptake, but the ones that were down at the bottom were like Afghanistan, Iraq, like some, some like obscure African countries and things like that. And you look at the Deagle chart, you know, I'm like, well, might as well take a look at the Deagle chart. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Those were all the countries where the population went up. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. This is bad. You know, I've I've never wanted to be wrong so much in my life because to be right about this is to be right that you're, you're finding the fingerprints for genocide all over this, you know? And again, it hasn't been, we haven't had enough time to, to see the extent of all these shots, what they do, you know, and they did the same thing that they did with the vaccine schedule um, it, it just in America, which is they spaced them out so that it's like plausible deniability for all. You can't pin any one of the shots and say, oh, it was that one that gave my kid autism because they're all six months apart and they need to really be the only way you could do it is if you only got one shot, no other shots. And that one gave your kid autism. Then you could say that's it. But the way they have it set up, there's a dozen shots. And if one of them gives your kid autism, you go, well, well, one of them did it and they go, well, prove it, prove which one it was. And you can't. So the same thing with this COVID stuff. If you've got four shots, you know. So the plausible deniability shots is built now, into it. It's built into the into this plan. Plausible that, deniability is baked into the equation because they give you enough shots that you can't say it was this one over that one. And you and and if you've got a long enough time, if you know, if, if the shots is or or like a five-year fuse for turbo cancers and things like that. And if you read the sparse pandemic document report, it's a 10 year window. Um, if, if you, if you give it five years, how could you ever say it was the, if it was the shot and not, and not the flu shot that you got four years later, you know what I mean? I have noticed Charlie turbo cancer, that term, which we, we, we knew this term within our circles. We've heard this. Now it is in the mainstream media. Now the mainstream media is using the term turbo cancer that, which, you know, uh, alludes to your, it points right to your point, you know, and I, that is excellent how you did that. I want to thank you for that. That is, you know, to, to the, put those two reports together from the international CDC and the Deagle and match them up like that. That is, that was, that was the number wow. one ep, uh, most downloaded episode of macroaggressions. It's called, where did all the people go? And I think it's like episode like 180 or something like that. You, you'll find it. It's, it's from, uh, it's from like two years ago. It's about to come back. I've got it scheduled to come back as a flashback Friday pretty soon. I'm not quite sure exactly when, but but if you, if people are interested, they can type it. Where did all the people go? And that one got picked up by like, you know, I put that on band.video and like, like a hundred thousand views. And then I was getting asked to Japanese media wants to talk to me about this. And all these people are hearing about, I'm like, oh, everybody hear about this. Like, it's just this one episode. I thought it was, in fact, I'll tell you what I, I told Tony Merkel, who's my partner on macroaggressions. He's, sort of behind the scenes, we, I don't have, we don't run, I don't run content questions by him ever, 
you know, like I just, I'll do whatever show I, I want to do. But on this one, I was like, Tony, I have this idea for a show and I want to talk to you about it because I think it might be too dark. And I, I explained it to him and he said, well, I think what you should do is you should just record it the best way you can and then, uh, and then give it to me and I'll listen to it. And then if it's, if it's too dark, I'll tell you, you know, if it's too, if it's too much, I'll, I'll tell you. And so I, I said, okay, that, that's, that, that seems like a, a, a good idea. So I recorded it. I sent it off to him and he, he called me like later that day and he said, you have to put this out you, at this. He said, you have to put this one out. So that's the Deagle one. And that's wow. the, the Deagle and the, the international CDC and, the, and, and, and oh, I mean, you know, like I got done recording that and I just, I wanted to throw up because I was like, this is like, you know, like when, like an investigator that like f- feels like he's, 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 he's now on the case of something. That's how I felt after that. I, I was like, if this winds up being the actual thing, we've got to bring all those Deagle guys in for questioning. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you got to know, like, how did you know this was because th- th- because that was a very specific they, they were giving specific numbers there yeah right yes, and, and that's were. one thing and then and then it, when when they're saying that you know it's like 67 percent of the country is going to you know it's going to be a 67 percent reduction in the population and then i go to the cdc numbers and i see 68 percent vaccinated i go no, 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 no. I don't like this at all. I'm getting creep the creeps from it. You know? I, I get it. I get it. When when I when I did my report on on you know I found out the DEFCON levels and that the nuclear planes are in the you know the refueling planes are all in the air and the subs are coming up you know and and doing all these maneuvers. I get. I called. I called my 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 significant other and I was like, I am. Uh, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to report this. This is horrible. And now I'm sick to my stomach and. We, we get into these things like that and it, it's just, it, it's pretty bad. I got a question here from, it, it affects you. You know what I mean? It, it really, it really, it's taxing to look at this stuff all the time. Yeah. There's a price. You have to go watch, you, you have to go watch, uh, my 600 pound life after this to just, yeah, yeah. Price. I usually crawl <laughs> into the Westerns. I'm watching have gun will travel or something like that or some cartoons or something, you know, you have to really kind of like take it to a different area of your brain. Yep. Yeah. After so, this. So Harlan Stonewall, he says, ask him if he believes that quote unquote shedding could be spreading to the non jabbed. You know, I've heard it. I'm, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not qualified to answer that from a medical standpoint, but I I've heard people talk about that. I've heard some people say it's absolutely a thing. And I've heard other people say it's just that, that, it, that, that doesn't work that way. So I'm going to be a non-answer on that one. Just only because I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it sounds, sounds there, there's horrible. a lot of circumstantial evidence, right? You got, you know, you have a change in, in ladies' moon cycles or, you know, yeah. monthly cycles when they have a, a, a non-jab lady has a non a jab lady stay at, stay at the house, stuff like that. But I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. It's hard this. to, it's hard to say that, you know, I would, I wish we could get, I wish I could find a doctor. And I think Jason Barker, who does the foxhole, he's got a doctor coming on tomorrow. Maybe we can ask that in the chat. I'll definitely ask, um, Dr. LaGuardia, I believe he's happy he's having on tomorrow. So we'll 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 try to ask Dr. LaGuardia that. Now I have some questions for you, sir. 
So All right. my first question is the global cabal. Okay. Yep. We call it the global cabal or, you know, I, I call them the banksters. Basically it's, it's the, yeah, banksters. Yeah. but you hear different people say it's the Masons. It's the Vatican. It's the skull and bone society. I personally, and you can t- correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it's one or any of one group in specific. I think they use different members of these groups. The bankers do to, to do what they need to do. What, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, if you think of it like a Venn diagram, there's a lot of interlocking parts. You you can be a member of a bunch of different groups. You're not precluded from that. I would say that if I wanted to get down to the core of who's really running things, I would describe, I would say it's a group of multi-generational European banking families, black nobility type families. I would say that if you get a detailed list of the current members of the committee of 300, you would be on a very, you'd be right on the track of, of some of the most dangerous people in the world. I think those people are involved. Um, the, the people, the politicians that we see on television, we know are not, they're not involved. They're selected. They're garbage eaters feeding from the trough of corruption provided by the snake headed gypsy tin benders at the federal reserve. Right. I mean, it's just pollute. It's just polluted. They, they, they find out what makes them tick. Some of them like power. Some of them like money. Some of them like little boys, whatever it is that they're into, that they're, that they're, they have an unhealthy relationship with and, and that they can manipulate and put them in situations where they'll get themselves in trouble. They then use that information as we know to control them. It's not a real complicated topic. It's just one that a lot of people pretend doesn't exist. The people that are running this that we see, they're controlled, of course. So if you think about it like this, the people that are really running the show are the people that we know very little about because it behooves them to remain anonymous and to use these cutouts, these disposable people, these synthetic human beings like Justin Trudeau or Joe Biden or Yacinda Ardan or, 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 or Macron, any of the, these people are barely human, complete empty shells. They will be whatever you need them to be in exchange for what they, whatever it is that they want. So those people aren't the ones I'm worried about. I'm more, I'm worried about the ones that are, you know, the committee of 300 is an interesting group because they change the members every now and then. And you can see by the way it's pivoted recently who they consider to be really influential. It's guys like Eric Schmidt, who's running Pentagon's AI, former CEO of Google. That guy's on the list. Okay. So we're starting to see a move into the technology realm. And we're seeing that because we're making this pivot into transhumanism. And transhumanism is a rebranding of the term eugenics. Yes. It was eugenics up until the mid sixties when, um, Julian Huxley, the brother of Aldous Huxley, Julian Huxley, who was the head of the British eugenics society said, you know, this eugenics name that we've got carries a lot of baggage with it, you know, with us murdering people and all. So <laughs> we need to rebrand. So let's not use eugenics anymore. I've got a new name for it. It's called transhumanism. 
So when you hear Klaus Schwab and these technocrats, these these globalist uh, Davos people talking about the fourth industrial revolution, and they're talking about what is that? It's transhumanism, the bland, blending of man with machine. You understand that that is the direction they want us to go. And therefore, if you're the committee of 300, you're these powerful groups that are running the world. You're looking at this and you're going, as we make this pivot, I'm going to want that guy, that guy, and that guy in this team because that guy's running AI, that guy's running, you know, SpaceX, <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want these guys in, in this group and that is going, and that's sort of the, the behind the behind the scenes driver of this whole thing. And, and, and of course those names are, are known too. There's a lot of like European royalty, like, you know, like Prince Bernhard and, you know, guys like that. And, and, and the queen, you know, was, was a member of it and Prince Charles is part. So you get this European nobility bloodline scumbag group. You get these multinational internet, uh, like multi-generational bankers, banking families. And then you blend that with, components of silicon valley uh a couple of the people from washington dc mostly not the politicians necessarily but the law firms and lobbying groups yeah and, and and people that are heads of ngos i like think the they Atlantic see cabinet Council. members in there every now and then. if you look at every cabinet number yeah. they're they're tied to some three-letter organization that yeah violating yeah. the logan act and all that kind of stuff so yeah 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 you'll find you know you'll find the random harry reed or something and you go what the fuck's harry reed doing on there and you go oh well, he's in charge of the space stuff so he's got to be on there you know so they name an airport they'll rename the las vegas airport after you like yeah. they just did the Harry Reid International Airport, as long as nice. you play ball and keep your mouth shut about what's going on in the desert at the military bases, about yep. the secret programs that they're running out of there. You keep your mouth shut and play ball for 40 years, they'll give you an airport. Nice. Oh, here's an airport for your, your fine work and loyalty. I have a question from Chris Graves. Does Charlie think the Ukraine op will be sacrificed in, the, in favor of the Gaza fecal storm, another distraction? Boy... Chris Graves is the best researcher on the planet. Absolutely. The He's the, we call him the mastodon of researchers. And if, if you, if you'll forgive me, I've got to give him a shout out. We, we have a, a special sound effect for him. Yeah. It's the mastodon of researchers. Great power. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you got, I have this vision of Zelensky. He's all coked up now, you know, it's still, and just fuming at Israel, you know, but he can't say anything because he's Jewish. <laughs> Israel stole his thunder, you know, but, but, but Zelensky is, uh, eh, you know, it's, it's, it's like COVID. We moved on, you know, that's in the past. We're charting a course forward. Course yeah, forward we, is a we have a war with Iran to start. We can't, we can't be troubled with you anymore. We, we, we've, we've got Ukraine fatigue. You know, they're still going to try and cram money through there because it's the best washing machine they've got. But, but, but as a, as a society, even the Biden administration's looking around going, people just aren't into it anymore, Ooh, but they are, but, but the Israel Palestine component is, is, is very, uh, appealing to them, even though there's a lot of, uh, division. It, it's there's a lot of energy surrounding it, and that's what they're looking for. Because if you get energy pro or against, then you can get bills passed 
to give a hundred billion dollars. Oh, we wanted to give it to Ukraine, but instead we'll give it to, you know, what, what, what's the plan? They said the four prong thing, Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, and the border. Uh, how about yeah. just the border? Yeah. How about just taking care of the border and taking care of our country? They're, they're letting people just, just, just file in here. You know, it's, it, it's absolutely crazy. And what you're what, you know, what I pointed out the other day, this is this is called the Rothschild formula, something that Edward G. Griffith coined, right? You're watching the banks fund both sides. You're watching you're you're watching them create the problem, you know, and give you the solution. And you have to go to the bank. Our countries have to go to these banks and the central bank and borrow the money. See, therefore, the, the central bank has a reason to always exist. They are the buyers and lenders of last resort. It, you know. G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, made banking interesting. A, a real feat, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it's sort of hidden by its boringness. But but to name it that, that, you know, that, that, whoosh, you know, like it sounds like a great mystery novel. Well, in fact, it is. It actually. is. Uh, <laughs> it's every bit as good as one of those fictional stories you read about, except the problem is, it's true. And it impacts us. It's been a hundred years since the federal reserve has been stealing from us with this scam that you have to give them credit. It's so brilliant. I mean, it really is brilliant, but I'll tell you if, if, if I could wave a magic wand and fix and, and change one thing in this world, I would, in order to get the biggest bang for my buck and the biggest impact, I would remove central banking. Absolutely. It's not glamorous, it's not, it's, but, but by doing that, you remove war, you remove poverty, you remove all, you remove inflation, you yep. re remove all of these awful variables from the world. They just cease to exist. Away. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. It so I know it's a fantasy, you know, and I mean, it's my only fans. My only fans fantasy is that the federal reserves all get burned down. You know what I, I mean? didn't know That's what like, that was until a couple months ago. They had to people from the chat had to explain to me what that was, but yeah. uh, okay. So this goes into my, I got, I, I've been dying to ask you these two questions. Okay. okay. So, so here's, here's one of them. I watched the bond market, the 10 year yield. Okay. Uh -huh. And we, you know, other countries buy our debt and they have been buying our debt for a long time. Cause I'll, I've explained to my viewers, most of them know all bonds are as debt, right? So I watch them buy the debt. Now I've been watching the 10 year yield because you can watch the Fed manipulate the market and do things. They're the only ones who can afford to make the 10 year yield go up in the increments and go down in the increments that it has since I've been watching it the last few years. Do you think that countries like China and other countries in the BRICS nation who bought all that debt are selling off the debt to give us the vapors here financially. And then the federal reserve have to hurry up and make this Herculean effort and, and, and buy a bunch of it themselves. And we're broke. The treasury's broke bankrupted last week. They announced it. Well, you know, I'm not trying to give anybody ideas here, but if they all decided <laughs> to sell our debt at the same time, we'd be in a real problem. Now they'd slit their own throats in a sense by doing that because China's sitting on what, a trillion and a half of our debt. So it's not like it's a great thing for them to do that. But, you know, they're, we're slowly getting whittled out, you know. They they used to buy our debt because it was like what are we what are we going to do with all these dollars you know what I mean so so they they that was that was part of the deal 
but as you as you see these relationships as you see the united the american empire steal 300 billion dollars out of the russian reserves and switch them off the swift banking system you know the other countries talk they go you see what happens here with america they will turn you off if they want to and 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 enough of them got together and they just said like we're done with them let's do deals with ourselves first it's the bricks now they added seven more now they've got adding a gold backed currency yeah. to settle inter-country trade. You know, that's a step towards a gold-backed currency for the people to use. Or at the very bare minimum, it's a it's it's not using the dollar. No, and the Saudis told told China they could buy oil in their own money here starting, I think, this in March. And that would have gotten you invaded in the 90s. Yep. And that would have never even crossed their mind with Bandar Bush in the Bush family and Saudi intelligence. That would have never even been a possibility. But it is now. And now all of a sudden, it's not just Libya or or Iraq deciding that they want to sell oil in exchange for, you know, food or or, you know, put together a gold dinar or something like that. You do that one off here and there, you get democracy dropped on you. <laughs> but if you do it all collectively at the same time, where India starts saying, I'll buy, you can, I'll buy, we'll buy oil from Russia in rupees. We don't give shit. We'll buy, we'll buy it in gold, Wh- whatever. If that starts happening, it, 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 it emboldens everybody else to start doing it. It has a cascading effect. And the next thing you know, the petrodollar is done. And when that happens, the world's reserve currency status goes away. And when yeah. that happens, we're Brazil. We're 80% poor, 15% middle-class, 5% rich. And we're fucked for yeah, a it- long, long time. And, and, and not just that, we're psychologically broken because we've always been a wealthy country and then we're going to be poor. We're going to be like all those shithole countries that we used to bomb. We're not ready for that either because we're fat and spoiled. All of us, you, you know, all of we us. don't know what heartache Myself is. Myself included. I fully too. Yeah, this. no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I have, I have a friend from, uh, you know, they're Chaldean, right? So they're from Iraq, right? They lived through the Iraq war and they lived there before, you know, the Iraq war. And they're like, if something like that ever happens here, it's going to be chaos because you guys have never lived through anything like that. It, you know, the, the smell right. of, of burning human flesh that you can't get, you can't get clean water. It's, you can't just go to, you know, your local grocery store and buy food. We're not ready for that. And the chaos that will ensue from, from those kind of conditions is, is going to be heart wrenching. No. And, and this is, this is again, well, I'm not trying to manifest this. I don't want this to happen, of course, but, but. I'm just saying we can envision a scenario in which this happens. It's it's reasonable for us to say that based on, I'll tell you what, you, you almost have to make a, a, a case can easily be made that America is doing this intentionally because yes. if you, because how, I mean, if you weren't like, you couldn't do it any worse, bombing the Nord Stream pipeline, cutting off Russia, forcing them into it, forcing them to deal with China. They back their, for putting them in a situation where they have to get creative. So they backed the ruble to gold, which was brilliant. Their currency does this after that. You know what I mean? It just goes right back up. So that didn't work. They, they take all of our ex Starbucks, convert them into their own things and say, we'll just be, we'll just be our own internal thing. 
uh, hey, India, do you want to buy some oil from us? India says, yes. And they said, okay, how much would you like? And they said, 38 times more oil than we were buying last year. Not 38% <laughs> right. more, 38 times more oil. So we are forcing this. We're creating this situation. It's like you, you just look at it and you go, what did you think was going to happen here? What did you think? What, did you think Russia was just going to go, oh, we give up? Like, it's well, so crazy. It, it, you, you think, if I recognize this and I'm retarded, surely these people that are making it happen know that this is going to happen. Well, and so the only the explanation I, is it's a, on purpose. I'm just a mechanic like who read some history. Look at the Roman Empire, the Babylonian Empire, the Sumerian Empire. We could go on and on, right? The British Empire. We're doing the exact same things. The exact, and we're spreading our, our you know, our military spread out all over the world. You know, so it, it, like you say, it seems one more question, then I'll let you go. I know we're going, I, I, we went over an hour. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. It's this has right. been we're a great fun. conversation, man. This I absolutely on fire. Um, so you kind of answered it a little bit. So the central banks in China, the central banks in Russia, the central banks of the BRICS nations and the central banks of the Western world, what I call the SWIFT banks, right? Mm -hmm. Are they, are they in cahoots? Do you think, or are they at odds? No, they're, they're, they're at odds. The Shanghai cooperative uh, organization is like the large, it is this large group that's got China and Russia and Iran and all the stands in there. All they're all part of this group that's doing business together and they don't need the dollar. And they, and they, they are, they have their own swift system and they've just decided we're going to build a better mousetrap. Now as an anarchist, I appreciate the hell out of that. You know what I mean? I don't like the idea of the states, you know, but, but if you can't, if you cannot, they cannot live, they cannot plan their currency, their, their economies on a, using a swift system when they know that it is possible, it can get turned off at any moment. It behooves them to make their own system. So right. when Russia got thrown off of swift, they went to China and said, aren't you guys working on something like that? And they're like, yeah, we've already got one. You want to use it? We can do the, the inner border, you know, wire international wire transfers through our little system we've got. Oh, okay, good. Right. So it's like problem solving. And, and what you're finding is that these are all countries that aren't necessarily the bad guys. These are all countries that have been on the, been on the wrong side of an interaction with the American empire. Right. And have decided those people are crazy. They never keep their word. They lie constantly. They shake your hand on a deal and immediately cut your legs out from underneath you. They are not to be trusted. And maybe Russia doesn't love China and maybe China doesn't love India and maybe these people, but they are at least they're not us. You know what they're I mean? At least there's a chance the they might be treated fairly. They know if they deal with America, they're going to get screwed. They just don't know exactly how it's going to happen yet. And they're tired of it, man. I always think of it like the bully yep. who's been, who's just been tormenting all the kids in school for a long, long time. And then one day walks around the corner and the whole school's standing there. Like we did that with the second grade, the second grade class did that with the fourth grade bully in my, in my school, St. Mary's school. I'll never forget it. Put him in the locker. Right. And you know what? They had it coming to them. You know, so here we are in America, Americans, it's not us doing this. We, we don't want any part of this. 
you know? So it's, 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 I, I, I hope that the rest of the world recognize, understands that I would say most Americans don't want this. Like, this is not our idea. This is a tyrannical, crazy, diabolical government that is, that it does, does not represent the people at all and is doing things that we find reprehensible. And, and they're going to get us all killed if we allow well, that's, to that's what we were. That's why me and Vince mean? have this peace resolution. We're trying to get people to sign it and send it to their, to their representatives, at least so they put the brakes on some of this stuff. You know, I don't think they're going to listen, but if we, we got to do something, right. I mean, um, you can't just sit on your hands. So, but that, yeah. that's, yeah, it's, that, that's amazing. And, you know, I, I kind of figured it that way. And when the thing of it is, is there's really no good guys out there on the international playing field anymore. I mean, everybody is, if you go to China, they've got slave labor, you go to, you know, Russia, they're, they're, they're just a rehatched communism, you know, communist plan going on there. And, and there's no good guys. It's like the leaders are all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I, yeah, it doesn't this this system is 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 broken. His system is is so corrupted because it's influenced by some of the wrong things. You know, it's influenced a lot by money, and and it it it's we're just in a we're in a, a system that is very difficult to uh, fix with government. <laughs> so we need to sort of get rid of the government. Exactly. And, you know, Charlie, I, dude, thank you so much for the time. I mean, I really, you're I, welcome. And I think since I've, since I've just been bashing and saying, get rid of the government now might be a, a, the appropriate time to, to mention that I will be hosting and emceeing a Narcopulco February, 2024 wow. for the five days there. So come on down. Acapulco just got hit by a category five hurricane last week. It was very suspicious. There were, it was a tropical storm and then it was a cat five hurricane within hours. There was almost no rain. Uh, Jeff Berwick, my writing partner on controlled demolition lives in Acapulco has for 15 years is married to a woman from there. He has put together a website that you can donate to uh, hurricaneotisrecovery.com. That is the place to do it. This you can donate crypto, you can donate fiat. Uh, they're taking pictures of the stuff that they're buying, so it's not going to the Clinton Foundation and right. Haiti and and a Cayman Islands bank account. I assure you, it's he's already raised over four hundred thousand dollars, and they've got their entire team out there distributing it. So, so now I think Anarchapulco is going to take on even uh, more uh, important meaning. So, um, because, uh, these people really need to be helped out there in a bad spot there. So it's, and, and listen, there's, we have questions about the nature of the storm itself because of the way it came in. But first things first, there's people that are in bad situations and they need chainsaws and they need generators and they need food and water and blankets and things like that. And Jeff and his team are buying it. Uh, in neighboring cities and trucking it in, in like sprinter vans and distributing it throughout the city where they can. So hurricane Otis recovery.com. I'd appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, considering that that's, that actually will help people. And and these are not people that are coming over the border. These people are perfectly content to be living in Acapulco, which is a great place to be. That's an island, right? I mean, it's going to be hard for them to get here. 
But uh, I want to give some shout outs to the chat and rumble. We got Russia M. We got uh, Levi from Narrow Way, Narrow Gates Ministries. We've got uh, who else? We got Chris Graves, of course, in there. We got uh, Think Change Repeat, which is uh, Ashley from Union of the Unknowns. We got nice. Brian Taylor. What's going on, guys? Thank you for viewing. In the other chat, we have Jason Barker, Rhonda Tate, Karen Carpenter, Tom Cooper, Harlan Stonewall, White Wolf, um, uh, Rainbow's Goat. <laughs> nice. And uh, who else do we got? We got former con members harassing everybody. Stop it, dude. And uh, we got Vince Agnelli. But uh, I just want to give the nice. chat a scream. And, uh, dude, everybody's a big fan of you. I am so oh, honored thank you. you came on the show. I'm so real on. folks find you? Yeah, you can find Macroaggressions. Macroaggressions goes out as an audio podcast twice a week, once as a monologue on Wednesdays and once as an interview on Sundays. You can get it in podcast format anywhere. Um, in video format, I'm on Rumble now, which is nice. I just nice. started up that channel. So if you find Macroaggressions with like 500 subscribers, uh, that's me. I just started. So you can find me there. I'm over at Rockfin. I'm on band.video. And uh, the website that you're showing right there, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. The books are available there in, um, you can click on the link. It'll, if you want paperback, it'll take you to Amazon. If you want digital, you can do it that way too. So um, yeah, and I appreciate you having me on, man. It was, this was, this was fun. I wish, again, I, I wish we, I wish we didn't have to talk about this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I wish this wasn't happening. But since it is, or, you know, it's it's going in, in this direction, I think well, it would. Well, that's one more thing. I've heard people call you fear porn. I've heard people call me fear porn. We're telling the truth. And the I, truth I, is scary. I, listen, I, if, if, you're, if it makes you fearful, I get it. I understand. It's, it's potentially horrifying. But, like, what are our options? We, we You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to get on. We got to get honest about where where we are you know you since you mentioned the roman empire and you've studied the roman empire you know it's so obvious that it was collapsed it like of course it collapsed it did x y and z if this is what you do when you want it to collapse of course right in retrospect you look at it and it was obvious that's how this point will be where yeah. people will look back and they'll go I, I, 33 trillion in debt, starting wars all over the place, uh, tranny story time. Your kids can't read in, 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 in Chicago and Baltimore. What did you think was going to happen? Going to happen. Right. No, That's, it's but it's just like, we're just in it in real time. We are, we are way past the debauchery, the bankrupting, the bankruptcy and everything else that the Roman Empire was in. And, you know, I'm Roman. That's why I, I, I studied the Roman. That was one of the first things my dad stuck me on was learning about the Roman Empire. They they were a 2,000-year-old empire that ran the world, literally. We are yeah. only about, we're less than 300 years old. Look where how fast we've gotten to where it took them 2,000 years to get. You know, that's what's driving me crazy about this. It's yeah. like, my my goodness, you know, and I, you know, technology and everything else and the mind control probably has a lot to do with it, but it's just scary stuff. Uh, Charlie Robinson, thanks again. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Charlie Robinson. And remember, you know, guys, there's hope, though. There's hope. Don't don't leave this podcast. You know, well, Charlie and AT, you know, it was a gloom and doom thing. There's hope. We gave you some hope. We, he told you what to do to, uh, you know, give you, gave you some advice on how to survive this, how to make it a little bit better and more may, be reasonable for you and your family, you know, and, and don't give up hope. There's God, there's life, there's always hope. 
And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, remember, time is your most valuable commodity. Try not to waste it. Cherish it. Spend it doing something you love, with someone you love, or improving yourself. Preferably all three of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, 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 you, for viewing, and until we meet... Your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely. Until we meet again.